Yo, welcome back to the Sons of the King podcast. My name is Houston. A little bit of change of scenery here. I'm in my car, but not for long. I'll be back in the studio in just a second with Aaron, like always, but we've got another special guest this week. So I wanna take the time to introduce him really quickly. He's somebody who means so much to me. Whenever I first got involved in public ministry at a, a local church of mine, I was a youth pastor about eight years ago. And that was about the time I met who our guest is today. He helped walk me through that season um, of not knowing how to do it, what to do, how to handle certain situations. And he really became a close friend, mentor, coach to me at that time. And really anyone who is in my circle um, knows this guy and, and has a similar um, connection with him. Just really great friend, coach, and all, all the above. So our guest this week, uh, his name is Michael Flanders. Um, I call him Mike Flanders, a lot of people do. Uh, we've had a lot of awesome guests on the show since the beginning. We've had Mike Bateman, Nathan Russell, Pastor Mark Brule, Curtis Hoppy, now Mike Flanders. Mike Flanders is not um, in youth ministry anymore. He was whenever I was first in it, and so that's why he was able to really connect with me and walk me through that season. But he is still in full-time ministry, and so in this episode, he's gonna go over what he does on a daily basis for the kingdom of God, why he does it, his heart behind it, and how you can connect with him and partner with him and what he's doing. This is going to be a really eye-opening episode. A lot of people may know what this is that he's doing, some people may not. And even those who know what he's doing on a daily basis in ministry, there's so much depth and wisdom that he brings to the table in explaining this and his passion behind it is really contagious. And I know you're really gonna love this episode. And we're actually gonna be sitting down with Mike, not just this week in this episode, but the next two weeks as well. So the next two weeks will be two different subjects. So this week will be, what is FCA? So let's get into it. Mike, I would like you to share a little bit about what you do, what FCA is, um, and kind of what the ministry, um, oh gosh, dang it those scripts. <laughs> I'd like you to share a little bit about FCA and what you do um, and your role. Gosh, dang it. Mike, I'd like you to share a little bit about FCA um, and what you do exactly um, there in Southern Missouri. Yeah. I laugh every day, I don't do negativity. I don't do no negativity. I think that they mad cause it never offended me. Boy, it can never offend me. Following God gonna lead to some enemies. I already know it, but I'm ready for war. Let go. So hand me my weapon, please. I'm living life so abundantly. abundantly. Gave them my all, not just some of me. They tell me that my music fly. Well, I hope that it hit in this thing like a bumblebee. Ah. See, I've been taught by a humble king yeah. to walk up the ladder, no stumbling. No stumbling. All right, let's go. <laughs> Mike, I would like you to share a little bit about what you do, what FCA is, um, and kind of what the ministry, um, oh gosh, dang it, those scripts. <laughs> I'd like you to share a little bit about FCA and what you do um, and your role. Oh gosh, dang it. Mike, I'd like you to share a little bit about FCA um, and what you do exactly um, there in Southern Missouri. So yeah, FCA has been around since 1954 and Really, we are a, <clears throat> a sports ministry that focuses on using the medium of sports 
to advance the gospel. Um, you know, we, we say this, Billy Graham says, a coach will impact more people in one year than the average person will their entire life. So yeah, my yeah. job here in Heart of the Ozarks FCA is I've got 54 schools that I oversee the ministry in. And um, we lean on the coaches to use their influence at their schools to live their faith out with their teams. Wow, okay. The, the quick version of what I do. Yeah. And we're a, a global organization. I was on a call um, Friday morning, and I'm part of the North Division. <clears throat> and that's like Alaska, the Northwest, over to Maine, Eurasia. We're, I mean, we've got, I think we're at like 22 or 2300 people of like me all over the world representing FCA. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, that's crazy. It's just, it's, it's one of the most amazing organizations I've ever been a part of um, because they want me to be healthy. And when I'm healthy as, as a minister, then, then the fruit remains there. And yeah. so it's been awesome. Just man, getting healthy. I'm working on the, the physical health thing a little bit more, but emotionally healthy, mentally healthy. And, yeah. um, it's man, God is at work. Um, the access that we have in schools is pretty amazing in these days. Even mm -hmm. COVID has restricted us a little bit, but, um, uh, it'll be three years in, in, um, in March that I've been on staff is nuts. Has it and, already been that long? So I was hired as an area rep. Now I'm an area director. And, um, you know, we have, we have, it is, it's really cool. They, there's, they've got an amazing structure. We've got a whole playbook. We've got a plan. And, um, we have this strategic framework for effective execution that we're just walking out. And, um, God's been faithful in the three years. Um, we've, we've seen, I think 301, um, people come to Christ at our, our events. Um, and then we've distributed over a thousand Bibles directly in schools, um, which is something that people don't know about us because of, of the way our ministry works. Distribu distributing Bibles is a big part of, of what we do. And we're the second biggest Bible distributor globally. And oh my so, gosh. You know, it's That's awesome so to walk cool. by a principal with like a box of Bibles. I'm like, What's up, dude? Yeah, seriously, that's so cool. Just walking right down the hallway with all those Bibles. So, just for a little uh, context, who's number one in distributing Bibles in the world? They you would know? be the Gideons. Who, the Gideons? Gideons, yeah. Like so you're you tell, and you're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So it's the Gideons, and then the FCA is right there in second, get, um, distributing Bible. That's so cool. So do you guys skip over Canada? Because you said. You, you said you're all over the world, and then you said uh, up to Alaska. Is there districts in Canada also that you guys are part of? You know, we're, I mean, we're in countries all over, so I'm sure there's a Canadian representation, and I should have done my research knowing okay. there's a Canadian in the, in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's cool. So what's a, what's a normal day look like for you as, you said you're a district uh, supervisor? Area director. Area director. Okay. So what does a normal day look like for you when you're doing that? It's, it varies. I mean, my charge, there's four charges to my job. It's staff development, which is, is bringing staff on and making sure they're doing what we're supposed to be doing. As a director, I fly a little higher than I'm not in the schools as much as an area rep would be. But it's okay. staff okay. development, donor and board development, um, field ministry, which is, is kind of doing what 
what we do. And then we've got board development too. So I, we have to raise our own support and make that happen. And it's just awesome leaning in and trusting God and just, um, so a day it, it really does depend. Um, you know, Monday we do staff calls together. Um, usually Mondays I focus on finances. So it's yeah. doing handwritten notes to, to donors. Um, kind of, we're working on a, an auction that will help us raise some money. And, uh, we've got like a, a steer, half a steer donated, um, just different various things. We auctioned off a gun um, a few months back. It's kind of fun. Nice. And nice. Uh, being in the heart of the Ozarks, we definitely lean into some of that outdoor stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but man, a day looks like spending time with with the staff across the state on Monday, um, coaching Kylie that works with me. Um, you know, I've got a, a master plan to bring on three other staff in the area here. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next five to seven years. So it's making stuff happen in towns. Um, and then man, discipling, mentoring coaches is, is really what, what separates us from other sports related ministries is we are focused on the coach. So everything we do is to and through the coach. And so, um, when COVID hit and we've been around since 1954 and when COVID hit, um, we made a very strategic move to, to commit to going deeper with coaches and developing disciples that make disciples. And so mm. we are putting our, our time and our effort, um, even in this playbook we've developed, um, into going deeper with coaches and showing them how to make disciples and, and turning them loose, you know, where, where God's put them in their schools. That's really cool. That is really cool. So when I was in school, when I was in high school, we had FCA. It sounds like maybe it was a little bit different. Um, maybe it's still the same. Um, I don't remember, and maybe it's just because I was a student and I didn't see this part of it, but when I was in school, we would meet before, before classes started, maybe at like six 30 in the morning and, um, an FCA representative or coach would come in and they would do like a Bible study with us. Is that what more of the area reps do? Yeah, that is so. That's part that we're, they're always going to be around here in Lebanon, Missouri, where I am. Um, they can trace our huddle, like you're talking about. It's kind of an all sport. The whole school, anybody can come. Non athletes can come. It's okay. Um, we can trace that back to 1973 here in town that wow. they were doing that. And so, you know, as we're making this move to going deeper with coaches, more on discipleship. Look, the teams are already together. The football teams, the basketball team, the soccer. You know, all these teams are already together. So let's utilize that and that mojo and let's run with them. And so that's kind of, you know, on the next level of where we're going with going deeper with coaches. You know, I've got a couple college coaches that I'm mentoring right now that um, they're like, how do I implement this with my team? So I'm going through this playbook that we'll we'll talk about later um, tonight. I'm going through this playbook with them and like saying, guys, here's how you do it. Here's a plan. Here's a roadmap on how to walk it out. The reality is this. Um, most people don't know how to grow in their faith. Their, their strategic plan for discipleship is going to church, you know? And so we've really zeroed down. We've got this roadmap, um, and this E3, we engage, equip and empower is our, our three terms. We relationally engage them. We, we equip them with the gospel and then we empower them to what God has done in your heart. You go do it with, with your, with your team. And so, That's really cool. I mean, it's just like last week we had a phone call from, 
or a message from a coach that he had a student walk up and he's like, hey, I got a question for you, but you can't laugh when I ask you. And he's like, man, bring it. What's the question? And the student says, I'm hearing, I hear a lot about God, but I don't know who God is. Can we have that conversation? And so it's our job to make sure that coach is empowered with, with the information and can run and run in that conversation comfortably and point them to who Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. That's so, really cool. Um, it's, it's a blast. The, the opportunity we have, my area here, um, I've got eight different counties, 54 schools, uh, middle school, high school, and colleges. And, and I say our target is 789 coaches, 26,000 students that we have to, to reach here in my area alone. And so we've got a great opportunity, and um, we're running hard at, at making sure it's happening. And it's just, it's fun to see God at work. Um, I think it was Walt Disney that said, it's pretty fun seeing, doing the impossible. And that's kind of how I feel a little bit, you know, but dude, it's, it's trusting God big time to make stuff happen, you know, and just um, dropping your agenda. And this is where God's been working with me this year. My theme for the year is rediscover. Um, I want to rediscover the mystery, the majesty of who, who God is what he's called me to be and uh, or what he's called me to do. And um, it's just, I love it because the more it is about me, the worse off it is. And when I was like in youth ministry, a student pastor, man, it was a little bit about me. It was probably a lot more about me than I'll ever admit. Um, right. And, and I can't with, with 54 schools, I can't, it can't be about me. It can't. So I've got to find people that I can empower and run with. And so what, man, we're trying to figure out church partnerships and what that looks like and how to work with the church because we have amazing access mm-hmm. if youth pastors and, and running with them in these 54 schools. And uh, there's a pretty cool story of um, here in town, one of my board members is a pastor and he's a character coach of, of a soccer team. Now, look, in the political climate we're in, we need to be smart about what this looks like. And so, but a lot of character coaches are youth pastors, pastors, spiritual leaders. And these guys are just going in with, with the, the focus of talk, doing character talks every week and, and using that to open faith discussions. It's, we're not there in that moment. That guy's not there to preach the gospel. Look, my job is not to get a coach to come to a place with Jesus that, that he's wanting to run hard and then get fired because of it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, we got to be smart in this world we're living in. And so, you know, this, this pastor friend was, was for three years has been speaking with the soccer team. Um, and this soccer team won the leadership award for the whole state. And we can't help but attribute that to the same thing. And so there's other fruit and look, some people would be like, but you got to preach the gospel all the time. But what that has done for this pastor is open doors to, for, for people to come to his church and for him to them to talk about faith in a unique way. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, I love it because we are growing as a ministry that's been around for, you know, so many years since 1954, but we are growing in a way that, that is phenomenal just watching God work. And, and um, it, honestly, it's kind of humbling to be a, a part of such an amazing ministry. Right. Yeah, it would be. And it, it's kind of incredible. You you were talking about the numbers, not just the schools, amount of schools, but then the coaches and then the athletes that are kind of in your area that you kind of oversee the, the districts for and things like that. That's a huge deal, especially when you talk about the amount of salvations that you've seen within the three years, because that's the Bible Belt. 
And yeah, so a lot of sure. people would think that everybody's heard the gospel. Everybody, you know, has it's been beaten, you know, it's basically just been shoved down their throat for their whole life. But you're seeing, you know, was it 300 and what? Just 302 or one or two, I think the number is, in yeah. three years. In three years. So the gospel becoming like just it's lighting people up, lighting students up for the first time. And they they live in the Bible Belt, so it's not like they haven't heard it before. But there's something about what FCA is doing that's making it real for them, and they can understand it in a new way, it sounds like. Well, it's, it's nuts. Like last summer with COVID, it's just been weird. So we'll go back the summer before um, almost two years ago. We, we partnered with a, a, a college to do a football team camp. And so we just did some, some coaching stuff to help the coaches. That's our thing. Everything's to and through the coach we do. So coach, you know, in all things, I consider the coach. And so, but we actually had, um, we finished this football camp this night. And the guy, the, the football coach at this college said, hey, FCA's here. They got somebody that's going to come and speak. We're officially done. If you want to leave, you can leave. And so for us, that's code where you, they're not being forced to sit to hear us present the gospel. The night's done. Go ahead and go. But two-thirds of that crowd, about 270, 300 kids stayed there. And we had a, a, a principal or an administrator from a school share the gospel that night. And um, there was, at the end of it, he presented the gospel. And, and hey, look, and it was like the most awkward present the gospel. Because he's like, if you want to get saved, you go over there. And Michael's over there and you go get saved. And like two kids came and responded to that. And I got to pray with one kid and I gave him a Bible and I, you know, put him in touch with the guy and that, that he, where he is up, he was up by St. Louis. But I saw this other kid that came, that responded. It looked like they were having an interesting discussion. So I walked over there and they're like talking to this guy and just preaching and preaching. It's like, they're telling the same thing over and over. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, this kid, this kid says he's an atheist. But yet he responded to the gospel. And so I get this kid a Bible, and he's not ready yet. But look, God is working in his heart. The Holy Spirit is working. And I'm like, dude, um, it was obvious he's not going to like, Jesus, come into my heart and be, you know. But I'm like, bro, um, if God is real, don't you want to know it? He's like, well, if he's real, I definitely want to know it. And I said, I'm going to pray two prayers for you. Number one, that if God's real, he's going to reveal himself to you. And number two, if, if he's real, Jesus is real, and show me the truth that Jesus is real. And I prayed that prayer with him that day and um, gave him the Bible. And man, I've never heard from him again, but I can't help but think in the Bible Belt, there's atheists that are responding to, to God piercing their heart to the truth that Jesus is the Savior. That is so cool. And it's a blast. Yeah, that's awesome. I was actually getting ready to ask you what's probably the most um, incredible moment that you've experienced since you've been part of FCA. But is it that, or do you have do you have another one? That probably would be um, would be probably the most impactful one. Um, you know, it's just there's so many things going on, and that's where as I mean, here's the deal: as as I'm sharing the gospel with with people in various situations that's awesome but now dude what i'm so fired up right now is this discipleship multiplication and it's not so much as i'm it's funny talking with these these coaches at this college there's i've got a bible study that we're doing a huddle as we call it 
and there's six different programs represented. But there's two coaches from that group that are like hungry. They're like, I'm ready to go. Let's go deeper. So we've kind of paired off. And I remember sitting with those guys to have coffee, just talking about it. And bro, it felt like my the 21 year old me walking into the registrar. And I wish I remembered the girl's name. And I'm like, Will you go out with me? Because it's like I'm asking these coaches, let's go on a journey, and you don't know what it looks like. And would you just be willing to go on this journey with me? And so, dude, I, in a lot of ways, what is really neat is this focus on discipleship. Dude, I'm having this spiritual midlife crisis that nothing else matters but what Jesus is doing in my life. And, mm. and like, I'm a professional Christian. I mean, that's what I am. If Jesus only didn't said the things the Father didn't said, that's pretty cool. But if I did that, I would be a better husband, a better father, a better professional Christian. And so, you know, part of our discipleship process is engaging, engage God first. I mean, it's going to God first. And, you know, the, the you know, in Habakkuk, the potter's wheel, you know, go there. <clears throat> it's like, it talks about being okay with what the potter makes you, right? Mm. Look, my grandma that that's with Jesus now, but I, like when I was in like seventh grade pottery class, I made this horrible little, little saucer and cup that should have been burned or thrown out. <laughs> and she proudly displayed it with her expensive china with the, like the red plate that says I am special. <laughs> you know, everybody's got that, right? And she <laughs> Wait, and I'm to the point now where, dude, somebody probably made a, a cigarette ashtray. If somebody's going to be a cigarette ashtray for Jesus, it's got to be me. I'm okay with that. But we got to be okay with what the potter's making us. And so um, the journey's been hard, you know, and, and um, part, you know, part of our responsibility is the fundraising side. And so just making that, dude, that's probably the most humbling thing. Mm. Just, people respond to that. And I've got, I have a family that gives me $10 a month and, you know, for just so you put some, some numbers to it. Uh, my cost for our Bible, we have a leadership Bible we give out is about 10 bucks. So that's how I translate that. Like that's one Bible that that family does. But I got this guy that, that gives $24,000 a year. He was giving wow. $2,000 a month at one point. And he just wants to do one check now. Dude, that's pretty humbling. To see that you're worth that much of an investment, but it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with with what Jesus is doing in my heart and the opportunities I have outside these doors. Mm, that is so cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and and I want to say this: I've been obviously blessed with the opportunity to get to know you over the years, and then once you started this journey. Um, you and I sat down a couple of times, and you told me a little bit about FCA and what you guys do and talk to my wife. And we really felt like that was something that we wanted to give to as well. Um, and so you, you talked about, you know, the fundraising and things like that. So what does that look like? Are, do you have goals in place? What are some things that you uh, want to accomplish this year? Um, and what does it take to make that happen? I mean, for us, it's sustainability. You know, I want to be stable, strong and here to stay. And so, you know, when people support their support, they're supporting Bibles, and, you know, but they're all just like a church. You know, when you give to the church, it's staffing too. But here's, here's what I found is beautiful with, with this is the numbers that we have, the thousand Bibles and the 300 
Um, we probably have had people come to Jesus before, but when you get somebody boots on the ground is, is when you see amazing things happen. And right, so, right. um, for me, you know, as a director, man, I've got about 130,000 a year that I'm responsible for, and that's office and that's our website and that's buying Bibles, you know, and I've got 200 Bibles in my, in my, um, my garage ready to get be given out and given it's like every day, just giving God something to work with, you know, for us, we, I want to hire, um, and we need to hire staff. I've got three other areas that need full-time and just to start, that's about 40,000 right there to, to, uh, just bring someone on. Cause what I love about FCA is there's, everything's got a plan. We got to have budgets and you got to have a plan. And so we do, we have this strategic framework for effective execution that God's given us. And I, you know, just, I've laid out this, this, um, vision-based staffing is what we call it. And I've got a plan for every 150 to 200 coaches. And I've got like a map, how it's all broken up into Bolivar. We need somebody there. We need someone in Waynesville. We need someone in, in Rolla. And so it is, um, having a plan is amazing. And it's the finances, um, are, are challenging, but it's amazing sitting down with people and sharing the vision that God's given us. Cause it's not look our vision in 10 years to reach every coach and every athlete. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not a small vision, right? Uh, but we're going for it. And so for us, I will just say this, the, the opportunities are bigger than the cash that's coming in right now. And, um, and that one Bible that, I mean, I see that as investing that into a heart of somebody that, that could change the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We live in a world where yeah. nothing's free. Yeah. And so absolutely. We, spend a, we spend a lot of our money on things that really don't matter. And so, I mean, if you, the, the, the worst thing is, is when you sit down and look at your budget and you look at what your spending is and what you're spending money on every month and you look at it and I hate doing this when, when, every time my wife and I sit down and do this, it's like, I'm always shaking my head. I'm like, we're spending our money on what we spent. 500 on what we spent a thousand on what this month, like, and it just crushes me. I'm like, we have to do better. And God calls us to be better stewards of, you know, our, our money and the things that he gives us. Um, and so it's really important that we're not just blowing our money on things that don't matter. But if we are Christians, we should be spending our things on our money on things that are eternal and that have purpose in this world. And so giving to, you know, your local church, local ministries, things like FCA, um, whether it's local or not, just giving to advance the kingdom is the best thing that we could ever spend our money on while living on this earth. And so being a part of, you know, someone who gives to FCA, it's a, it's a huge blessing. Like I, uh, my wife and I talk about it. We just want to keep giving more. Our biggest thing, and Aaron and I have talked about this is we want to make more, save more and give more. Um, because like our heart is to just give, you know, to advance the kingdom as much as we can. And so we sit down and talk about these things. And I think it's really important that believer as believers, we do that. Um, and FCA is such a perfect thing to give, um, you know, financially to every month because you're investing into the souls of the next generation. Um, and I know that when I was in high school, some of the most amazing things that, um, happened in my life happened through um, youth camps and things like FCA, where FCA would step into our school. And I was getting the gospel all the time because I lived in a Christian household. But to hear it from guys 
um, that were athletes that I could look up to, it was really different. It wasn't just, and this is going to sound bad, but it wasn't just some nerd on a Wednesday night telling me about Jesus and he's wearing his camp shirt, but it was somebody who I could look up to. Um, somebody who's an athlete who would share the gospel. And it's like, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to know the Jesus that he's talking about, you know? And so to give to something like that, where it's changing lives of the generation that's coming up next after us, it's so incredible because I mean, we're going to be passing the baton to them one day to take over. And if we can just, you know, give into that in any way, it's such a blessing, not just for them, but for us too. And so I do want to give an opportunity for, we're going to, we're going to actually put the link in the description on this video. And when we post, because we want to give people the opportunity that if they are watching this and they feel like in any way they want to give to what FCA's vision is, or to Mike, what you're doing there in Southern Missouri, even if they live in Canada, even if they live in a different you know state within the United States, it's something that's going to make an eternal impact and, um, and an eternal difference in these, in these kids' lives. So we want to give people the opportunity to give into this ministry. Um, and that's why that was really, you know, one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on is because we wanted to share your heart, what FCA does, what your life looks like in FCA, and how we can partner with you and what you're doing to advance the gospel. Because Jesus said to make disciples— and that's one thing that I feel like the church misses a lot of times. It's something that I miss because I don't know how to make disciples because I was never discipled, you know? So mm -hmm. seeing someone like yourself doing this every single day, why would I not want to give my money to something like that? Um, because it's changing lives. So, you know, it's funny. I, we just had a conversation with, I, you know, represent us with the Midwest region, some other folks around, you know, the, the central States and, and we had this conversation at the, you remember the end of Schindler's list when he's like pulls at his wedding ring and he's like, I could have saved one more. Man, I feel like that. Cause here's the reality. Jesus, the, the freedom that Jesus brings, the hope that Jesus brings cost us nothing. It's free. Cost Jesus a lot, but it, but ministry costs, you know, mm -hmm. salvation free ministry costs. And, um, Man, I, it's funny, since I live off of the generosity of others, God has pierced my heart to be generous. And like every little kid that comes up, like, my baseball team, will you buy, you know, will you buy candy bars for my baseball team? And I'm like, absolutely. I would be honored <laughs> to. And because when you live a generous, look, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? My heart is abundant because I've seen God move on our behalf. You know, there's a guy that I'm, prayerfully considering going sitting down with this guy and saying, dude, I want to bring someone on staff. I need 40 to $50,000. Will you and your family step up and do that? And it's funny. God is stretching my ask ability. First, I had the $10 a month ability. And now God's pushing me to $40,000. Will you step up and help us? And so, um, and look, there's a lot of worthy causes, even in this town, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, uh, an organization that is, uh, you know, about mothers and, and moms and babies and saving the babies. And that's a big deal, right? You know, with everything we had the past couple of weeks, food and homeless shelters and warming stations. And, you know, there's um, an organization in town that, that does like, it's helping with drug and alcohol and rehab. And, and, and here's what I'm thinking, like, man, if we can 
and, and the church has struggled with this for, for generations. If we can get the hearts and minds of the kids before they leave, some of that other stuff isn't a big deal. Battered Women is another organization here that, look, we have an opportunity with the gospel, and yet we just sit and just, Jesus is my Lord, you know, or my Savior. He's not my Lord. I'm not going to obey him in, in giving. I'm not going to obey him, obey him and be a better disciple. It's just, I should be happy. And whether they go to church or not, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm a professional Christian. I'm paid to do this. I'd like to think if I'm not, I still would be doing the things I'm doing. Yeah. In the kingdom, for the church, for the glory of God. Right. Um, yeah, that's good. That. So, I mean, I think, and I love what you're saying because a lot of, like you said, you're a professional Christian. You get paid to do this. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are just working their regular nine to five job that has nothing to do with ministry. But what this does is this gives opportunities to, for people to give to someone who is advancing the gospel on a daily basis, who does have a full-time job that they are able to do that. And since there's a lot of people who don't have that opportunity because they're working a different, you know, they're working in the, the secular world, it gives them an opportunity to give their, their resources, their money, their time or whatever to someone who is out there in the mission field, you know, um, sharing the gospel with these kids or these, these coaches every single day. And I mean, that's such a huge blessing. I mean, if I can't do it, think about just, and I don't want to talk about rewards too much, but think about the impact that you're making just by giving 10, 20, 30, 50 or hundred or $50,000 per month. It makes such a huge difference. Um, your money will go a long ways. It's almost like we're sending out little soldiers. Our dollars are like little soldiers that go out. It's, it's biblical. You yeah. know, um, here's the, the, the truth. There's senders and there's goers. God's called me to be a goer. Man, I need an army of senders that stands beside me. You know, David in, in you know, first and second Samuel and his mighty men, you guys have all heard that scripture. And um, there's a story in there. And I want to say it's first Samuel 30, but I may not be totally correct in that. I was going to look it up this morning. But him, him and the 600 mighty men come back and they've been a battle and they've been exhausted. And they're like, man, I'm tired. I, I can't go on. But they come home and everything's gone from their home. Their, their possessions, their families, their kids, their wife, everything is gone. And, and David does what David do, does best. I wish I could rally the troops like David rallies the troops. He's like, let's go. Let's go get them. And so they yeah. take, you know, along the journey, there's this river there that's just a big river. And, and you know, I think 400 of the dudes are like, I'm tired. I can't fight anymore. And so David's like, all right, you guys stay. We're going. And look, that story is amazing. The way that they, they got everything back and they came back. And um, the ones that didn't go maintained the supply line to help them conquer and battle, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I love is you got the ones that stayed back that are tired and exhausted and weary. And you got the ones that went and conquered and dominated. And they're having this discussion. Man, here's your possessions. Here's your family. But we're keeping the spoils. And I love it because it says the word of the Lord came to David and it's true till this day is what the Bible says from that day until this day that the ones that maintain the, the supply line get the same blessings as the ones that are on the front line. So Houston, bro, when you, when I'm sneaking Bibles into little middle schools, man, you're there with me. It's, it's That's so cool. Truth. It's not just sending these little, little arm, green army dudes off man, you're there with me. And, um, 
And I love the fact that that's how God has built this kingdom. That, man, I'm blessed to be able to do this. And, um, and it's special. But I can't do it except with people that stand behind us and make it happen. So um, thank you, you know, for, for standing with us and anybody out there. Um, man, I, I'm going to be a, the best steward I can with this stuff. And I know that when I spend, if I take Houston on out to, you know, where's the butter steaks? Where's that? Ruth's Chris's. If I take him out and spend money on that, I know I can't buy Bibles with that money. And so I'm, I try to be the best steward I can be because there's nothing more important than getting the word of God into people's hearts and hands. And there's nothing more important than giving an influence and our opportunity to live their faith out with their team and to, to change eternity from one little stinky middle school kid that probably needs a shower, but is hungry to ask the question, um, who's God and what opportunity we have. Yeah. Yeah, you do. That's so cool. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity just to share with people how they can connect with you, whether it be on Facebook or email or however you do that, but then also, um, how to give, but then we're also going to post it below as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all over Facebook. My name is Michael. It's spelled a little different. It's M-I-K-E-L. Flanders, F like Frank, L-A-N-D-E-R-S like the Simpsons. I've heard it all. <laughs> so, how are you haddly daddly doing? Uh, <laughs> hey, Reno. So, um, so my, my work email is mflanders at fca.org. Um, I'm all over Facebook. Um, Michael Flanders, Twitter. Is that Michael Flanders? My Insta is, I think it's Michael Fland. I don't know why I didn't put the ERS on there. Uh, you can get a hold of me at all those. Um, my MySpace has been blowing up lately. <laughs> How about a Zanga? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I No, yeah. I don't. Even, is that the one where you put the wooden piece out of the... <laughs> no, that, that's Jenga. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I mean, who cares? No, I don't remember that one. So, that's funny okay yeah, cool well yeah, as far cool. as giving um you know check the link out but um you know holler at us and and we'll get you connected and we we've got great ways to give online giving and one-time gifts and monthly you know that's kind of recirculating um it's i think it's my dot fca dot org i think slash Michael Flanders or something like that. But we, we I sent you that link. So yeah, yeah, it'll be in the description. It'll also be posted on Facebook with several different things. So they're going to be able to see that and, and have the opportunity to give by clicking on that link. So um, thank you for, you know, going over what you do and what FCA does. Um, that was a, that was a blessing to listen to that. I, I've heard it a couple of times, but there's always new things sprinkled in there that I'm learning every time. So I yeah, appreciate that. This discipleship multiplication, dude, it's phenomenal. I can't wait to share it with you because um, the fact that God has called us to go deeper um, yeah. is just to see people are so hungry. They're, and they're like you. I don't, I'm, nobody's discipled me. I don't know how to get there. And so we're putting traction to it, and it's a blast, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's forcing me to grow in my faith. It's like got to go deeper, you yeah. know? And, you know, everybody has that analogy of we're filled up and emptied out, you know, and I'm like, you know what, if Jesus was the river's living water, I'm going to be, I'm never going to be empty. I'm never going to be, I'm going to, I'm trying to break that mold of this vessel of full and empty, full and empty. Jesus right. never 
us to be empty. He emptied out, so we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to be this river of living water, man, always having something fresh, always leaning into to going to God first in every situation and, and walking away from every conversation, every time. And who's in front of you? That's the, the target God's called me to lead. And I want to steward that well. And it's all about everything in our life is about stewardship. I love that. That's true. I love it. If you want to, let's go ahead and roll into discipleship. Um, and this one will be less of me asking questions and more of us. Uh, if we hear something that we want to elaborate on a little bit more, we'll speak up and kind of go a little bit deeper on it. But I want you to take us through um, biblical discipleship, um, you know, what FCA does um, and how, you know, people can use that model in their own life as well. Because a lot of us, like I said, for myself, I was never discipled. Mike, you said you were never discipled. Aaron, I think that you were discipled a little bit maybe, um, but maybe Uh. not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. But before before you move right on, I just want to yeah. say how cool that is. How like, I know for for me in high school, there was no type of affiliation to the gospel whatsoever. Not for me personally. I I was born into a church when I was like seven or eight, so I I always I always had that foundation. Um, but I I'm also an athlete, and going through high school, I played soccer, basketball, volleyball, every sport, but there was never any type of affiliation. There was never any type of Bible study or huddles or anything like that. So hearing that, that's so incredible. That really, that really speaks to me on a different level. So I think this is definitely something I want to get behind. So I'm going to be checking those links and, uh, you know, it's crazy as a youth pastor, I built some big ministries on football guys. I mean, that's where even back before all this happened, where I was always accused of, you know, pandering to the athletes because that's who I connected with. And I would do like Lord of the Ring movie nights to connect with non-sporty kids. And, you know, it's just like, you shall not pass. Anyway, another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkle in some... I'm listening. I'm watching from a distance. I love that. <laughs> but but it's, you know, I built some really solid youth groups on get the quarterback, the cheerleaders will follow, and everything else falls into place. And Amen. now it's my job. And, um, and it's just, it's awesome. You know, have you ever watched the, the interview? I just watched it with some millennial friends. It was great. They were they were talking about Chris Farley, and I'm like, dude, have you ever seen the the interview with Chris Farley? And I don't know how we got off from discipleship to Chris Farley, but <laughs> have you ever seen the um, the interview with with um, Chris Farley? And um, there, it was like the Chris Farley show is is a Saturday old Saturday Night Live one, and um, Paul McCartney, and he's like, remember that time you were with the Beatles? That was. It was awesome. Man, there's so go check it out. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You need to maybe we should just stream it right now, but we'd have to pay. We'll do that. As long as it doesn't curse, well we'll bleep it out. But yeah. We can... But uh, seriously, there's times in my life where I'm at right now in my job and with Jesus, it's all I can say is that's awesome. That that we get to do this, that we get to live this out. You know, and, and look, it's, it's this, 
mile marker of my life where I, I seriously am this, I'm 47 years old, um, but I'm at this like midlife crisis in my faith that everything I've built and everything on has just crumbled away. And I felt at times where I'm like on a checkerboard and I'm hopping from little spot to spot. And it's like, I close my eyes and I can see it. And it's like, it's like that, um, the, uh, movie, the, with, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're with the one with Sean Connery, when they're, I haven't haven't seen that either, (laughs) but it's like the ground's crumbling and I'm hopping to another one and I'm hopping to another one and it's all crumbling and it all, it's all coming down to just, there's one piece left and it's just standing on Jesus. And so, man, I just love where, where God has me and the tension that, and I'm right now I'm reading, um, as it happened is a, it's a version Bible app, um, or Bible reading plan. And it's, it's through the Bible chronologically. And I'm in the exciting, um, book of Leviticus and, and it's like talking about how the, the priests are supposed to do their thing and how it's boiling the meat in the right way. And it's all these min, minutia details. And I'm seeing God speak in my heart in that moment when it's like, you know, at one point Aaron's kids screwed up and they died because of it. They, they miss, they misappropriated something and they died. And I'm like, man, I got to be the best I can be. So I'm not going to die early. And I can, I can reach as many as, as God's called me to reach. And That's so, good. dude, it's fabulous. And, and so God's yeah, I, I love how excited you are about it. Not very many people are passionate and excited about what they do for a living, but I can tell that you are. So whatever that midlife crisis is that you're going through, it's a good one. Well, I'm not buying a Corvette. Good. You know, no Corvettes. <laughs> Still got my car, but Jesus and I are leveraging some, some interest to buy some new things and it's hearts that we're doing. So yeah, that's cool. But, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah.